This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon. This is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. The joint meeting of the International Primatological Society and the Malaysian Primatological Society, co-organised by the Sarawak Forestry Corporation, was held from the 19th to the 25th of August in Kuching, Sarawak. Now, the conference was themed Primates and People, A New Horizon. And as we know, Malaysia is a highly primate-diverse country with rich natural habitat. But currently, most of the primate species in Malaysia are regarded as threatened. So to Today on the show, I'm going to discuss why this is the case. And we're also going to discuss what happened at this major conference. What were some of the major outcomes from it? Joining me today are three people from the Malaysian Primatological Society. So together with me are Dr. Aini Hassana Binti Abdul Muttalib. She's the president of MPS. She's also a research officer at the Institute of Tropical Biodiversity and Sustainable Development at University of Malaysia Trangganu. With us today also Dr. Nadine Rupert. She's the vice president of MPS. She's also a senior lecturer at the School of Biological Sciences at University Science Malaysia. And with us also, Dr. Yap Jolene, Assistant Secretary General of MPS and Head of the Langer Project in Penang. Welcome, ladies. How are you all today? Good. Hi. Lovely to have you all on the show. Uh, Nadine and Jolie, no stranger to the show. Lovely to see you. Uh, and Aini, welcome. You know, really happy to have you on the show. So ladies, you know, what an amazing, uh, gosh, I mean, it was a huge conference, you guys. You look still quite exhausted. I know it's been over a week, but <laughs> I think there's still some of that fatigue uh, lasting from it. But wonderful outcomes from what mm. I've heard. So we're going to discuss that. Um, before I get to that, though, I think, you know, a lot of us might not be familiar with the work that you guys do uh, through the society, right? So maybe we can spend some time discussing both the Malaysian Primatological Society and also the International Primatological Society. Can you share more about the work that you do? Okay, um, I'll begin uh, by introducing the NPS. Uh, Malaysian Primatological Society uh, is an NGO registered under the EROSES uh, Registry of Society um, since 2nd March 2015. So we're almost eight now. Mm-hmm. No, we are already eight years old, sorry. In the beginning, uh, it was me and... Uh, Professor Marshall Wanso, and also another person, uh, Mom Ezaki Zaino, who initiated um, the founding of, of this NGO. We had the idea of gathering the experts of primatology uh, and primate conservation um, in Malaysia because it's about time to step up the game of the conservation of primates in Malaysia mm-hmm. at that time. Uh, so we went to the the first IPS that we went uh, is in Hanoi in 2014 and we got the support from, from the IPS itself. So with the idea of the pillars of building good scientific background of research among the scientists in Malaysia uh, and creating uh, education outreach to the public awareness and also creating and building network, the whole three pillars, and here we are, eight years later, with many activities and events. And the latest, as, as we all know, is the IPS-MPS Joint Meeting 2023. So we fell under the uh, umbrella of International Primatological Society. So uh, actually, almost similar, uh, the, the objectives of the society itself internationally, it, it um, exclusively... Uh, has the objective of uh, scientific research, education outreach, and also networking, and also charitable purposes. And it provides grants, it provides opportunity for training and workshop. So yeah, that's about it. 
Okay, so a lot of work that you're doing. And of course, you know, Malaysia, we have, we're so rich, right, uh, in our biodiversity and our primates as well, right? Can we talk a little bit about that, right? The role of um, the role of primates in Malaysian ecosystems, um, their impact on biodiversity. I don't even think most Malaysians know how many primates we actually have in the country. So yeah, you want to take it away, ladies? All right. So um, Malaysia is blessed with 26 species of primates and never forget that humans are primates as well. So we are all allo primates yeah, in Malaysia. But unfortunately, most of the primate species in Malaysia, mm-hmm. like you mentioned just now, they are all threatened uh, with uh, lots of threats, mainly uh, human impacts. But let's talk about the roles of primates in Malaysia. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like birds, invertebrates, etc. Primates are important seed dispersal. Like for example, when they feed on fruits, they also swallow the seeds and the seeds pass through their digestive system and then they deposited in the forest. So they also help to plant trees in the forest as well. Yeah, this is what we normally use to explain to the kids because kids are the future, our future primatologists too. <laughs> so second, they are also great pollinators, like for example, uh, leaf monkeys, uh, orangutans, uh, proboscis monkeys. They also help to uh, pollinate plants, just to name a few. So when they feed on flowers, they also transfer the pollen from one flower and another through their fur. And this helps to fertilize the flowers and produce fruit as well. And uh, one more thing is is, uh, primates are also really great uh, pest controller. This and uh, Nadine can talk more about it later regarding the pigtail macaques. They help to control the rat population in oil palm plantation. And never forget that uh, primates are also very important um, individuals in the uh, rainforest cycle as well as the predators, prey, and even the composers too. So um, yeah, I think that's it. Okay, all right. So I mean, clearly, you know, really uh, an integral part of our ecosystem and of our biodiversity, right? But uh, as we alluded to earlier, of course, many, many threats uh, you know, f- that, that, they are, that they are facing here in Malaysia particularly. What are some of those major threats that uh, primate populations are facing in Malaysia? Alright, thanks, Juliet. So unfortunately, most of the primates are facing threats in Malaysia globally as well. And um, most importantly is is for us to address the uh, impact of humans, especially urbanization and deforestation towards the habitat of the primate species. Not only habitat loss, habitat fragmentation, but we also need to talk about um, interaction between the humans and primate species in Malaysia, illegal wildlife trade, as well as uh, mining or even quarrying activities that happening in the world for the advance of a human civilization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it's very important to look at the threats of primates in various perspectives. Yeah, what we do on a daily basis actually threatening the primates as well. Yeah, of course, when you look up the information, uh, what's threatening the wildlife species uh, globally, you'll see some uh, very standard answers such as deforestation, urbanization, etc. But uh, it's very important for us to also addressing the interaction impact. Like, for example, most of the Malaysian, they do not know the uh, impact of feeding monkeys. Feeding monkeys actually cause a negative interaction happening between humans and monkeys. Disease transmission as well as uh, a conflict happening between the allo primates as well. Yeah, so it is very important to conserve primate species and their habitat as well. Not only the species, but the green space, the existing green space or even secondary forests and the native food plants of the primate species in order to maintain the health of a Malaysian ecosystem and most importantly, our natural heritage, the primates of Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies, anything else you uh, both wanted to add to that? Um, yeah, just quickly, and, and Jolene is absolutely right, but I think it's also um, just important to add on that not ev- like every single primate species has like slightly different threats and adaptations and how they can handle um, these threats. So it's like we can't just say all oh, the primates are affected by deforestation, by 
I mean, they are, but some can just cope with it mm -hmm. in a way that maybe um, is a little bit better than another species. So some are maybe more affected by, um, so let's say, fragmentation of the habitat. For example, gibbons, right? If you have heard about the gibbons that are singing in the morning in the forest, um, even though they they might be able to, co uh, to exist in a small forest fragment, but they cannot cross if the canopy connection is lacking. Whereas, for example, macaques that are also able to come down to the ground, they might be able to cross between forest fragments and then often they can use like roads and an existing infrastructure. But that's then another threat where um, fragmentation, for example, urbanization, the roads become a threat. So roadkill and things happen. And uh, even talking about agriculture for, for some species, like even orangutan, of course, oil palm is a big threat, but they can somehow even still exist in um, oil palm plantations if there's forests nearby, similar to the macaques. But again, for gibbons, oil palm and other agricultural lands are complete non-habitat. So the impact is much severer on these species. So just to add that, yeah, they are all threatened by, by several um, uh, human impacts that Julian has just mentioned. But some species are more impacted by certain, you know, threats than others. And I think that's important for conservation when we want to address a specific species. We need to know what is the actual issue. How can we help the species? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the conference came in, right? Because it was so diverse. Yeah. I mean, and you were addressing, you know, these very unique challenges that, you know, each of the different species face, right? And as, uh, you know, members of the International Primatological Society, I mean, what, what also, what are some of the most pressing issues uh, facing primates that the IPS is currently looking at or addressing? I think uh, if, uh, for me, coming back to the theme uh, of building the bridges between uh, primates and people, uh, and, and mitigating the threats and also I think because we are from different backgrounds it's also important uh, to identify our roles and our resources so that we can share together mm -hmm. I, I, that's, that's the most important part of every conference every gathering um, so that we can move forward with uh, a lot clearer strategic uh, goals uh, for, for a different species like Nadine has mentioned I think it's, uh, this is what the meeting is all about um, building collaborative networks, building opportunities, especially for uh, the early career researchers and also students and people who have just started um, uh, in primatology and primate wildlife conservation. Yeah. Okay, so that was the kind of the aim of the uh, of the conference, right? Because the theme again was uh, yeah. primates and people, primates and people, a new horizon. Ladies, let's just go for a quick break. When we come back, let's talk about you know what actually happened, uh, what were the issues discussed, you know some outcomes at the IPS MPS twenty three. Uh, today on the show, I'm joined by Dr. Aini Hassana binti Abdulmutalib. She's the president of the Malaysian Primatological Society or MPS. She's also a research officer at the at the Institute of Tropical Biodiversity and Sustainable Development at University. Malaysia Trunganu, Dr. Nadine Rupert, the Vice President of MPS and a Senior Lecturer at the School of Biological Sciences at University Science Malaysia, and Dr. Yap Jolene, Assistant Secretary General of MPS and Head of the Langer Project, Penang. So we're finding out what happened at the joint meeting of the IPS and MPS, uh, which was held in Sarawak just last month. A huge, huge conference, you know, lots and lots of things happened there. So we're going to find out more about that after this quick break. Keep it here on Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. BFM 89.9. 
Welcome back. This is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. We're talking about primates today and how we can better coexist with them. You know, that was the theme of the joint meeting of the International Primatological Society and the Malaysian Primatological Society, uh, which was held in Sarawak from the 19th to the 25th of August. Uh, it was over in Kuching. So this event was, uh, you know, it was first held uh, in Germany, but, you know, this was the 29th edition of it. Uh, and it was quite a huge thing that it happened in Malaysia. And of course it should, you know, we have a lot of primates here and a lot of different unique uh, issues, but it was a world conference, a gathering of um, researchers from across the world. So we're finding out what happened there. Helping me to uh, to you know get to the bottom of what happened there are Dr. Aini Hassana binti Abdul Mutalib. She's the president of the Malaysian Primatological Society or MPS. She's also a research officer at the Institute of Tropical Biodiversity and Sustainable Development at University of Malaysia Trengganu. Also with us, Dr. Nadine Rupert, the vice president of MPS and a senior lecturer at the school. School of Biological Sciences at University Science Malaysia, and Dr. Yap Jolene, the Assistant Secretary General of MPS and Head of the Langer Project in Penang. Welcome again, <laughs> ladies. Thank you so much again for joining me today. So absolutely fabulous. That's the bad pun that I'm using today uh, to describe <laughs> how the conference went. Um, let's talk about that. So again, as we mentioned before the break, primates and people, a new horizon. I know there was a lot discussed. Um, what were some of the, you know, as far as you guys were concerned, right, what were some of the main topics or some of the most interesting presentations Presentations, perhaps, that happened uh, at IPS MPS 23. Yeah, maybe I'd take this one. Um, thanks, Juliet. I mean, it was it was fabulous. It was also <laughs> hard work, as you said. Um, and I think now, in hindsight, after I think one week of reflections and thinking back about what happened, it was truly amazing to see so many people coming together. So, first of all, this was really the largest gathering of primatologists in the world after the COVID um, pandemic happened, and it was. I mean, until the last minute, we were all very, very uh, anxious about can everybody show up? Can everybody really come? So people came from all over the world, from Africa, from South America, from the US, from really uh, all over Asia, obviously, because it's it's nearby. And then in the end, we had uh, more than 500 participants who wow. came in person, plus like hundreds who also came from Sarawak. Um, I mean, international participants, plus hundreds from Sarawak who joined this meeting. And that was really amazing to see. Um yeah, and there were six parallel sessions every day. The whole conference ran for five days. So in the mornings, we had like keynote speeches from international, also local primatologists. And then from basically 9.30 a.m. until sometimes 6 p.m., 7 p.m., we had every day we had talks and workshops and roundtables and so many parallel sessions that we could, of course, not join everything at the same time. So everybody has a different experience. And I think it's important to mention that um, this was the first time now that we tried uh, IPS basically try to make this as inclusive as possible. And that's what I think is, is really important to mention, like beyond primate conservation, we really also try to make it accessible for, for everyone. Even people who couldn't come in person, they can now, they joined online, so everything was live streamed, but also every session, every talk, every roundtable, every workshop was recorded. And these recordings are up um, on the platform and can be watched for another six months for the people who participated or registered for the Congress. So I think this is like in terms of inclusivity or accessibility, that was that was really amazing. And of course, talking about primates, um, I mean, many themes came up uh, because from all over the world, people who study primates, I think, are facing the same issues. It's always about how how do we like there's a constant lack of data for so many species who are already mm -hmm. threatened. So how can we access 
um, you know, the, the primates in difficult habitats. How do we even know how many are there or what they do? So it's about collecting data on their behavior, about their distribution, and also about how to include like local people and local communities in, in making conservation um sustainable because often it is that outsiders come in and try to you know implement certain actions and then they leave and those actions are not sustainable so there was a lot about talking about decolonizing primate um, research and conservation in the different countries not just malaysia but really also in, in southern americas and africa and many um, local people have have like presented their amazing initiatives of how they locally try to um, make primate research and conservation sustainable through their, um, for example, ecotourism projects or by uh, protecting the habitat because they plant coffee trees and they sell coffee. And, and so there were like a lot of creative ideas how to connect primates and people and like build this coexistence together. Um, yeah. I mean, Talking about this, we could talk for for hours. I think, <laughs> I think it's a whole year um, of series, yeah. episodes, you know. <laughs> Maybe quickly. Um, so the of course Sarawak Forestry Corporation was our um, co-organizer. So Dr. Melvin Gumal he gave one of the keynote speeches and he talked about primate research and conservation in Sarawak and how SFC is implementing, um, especially orang utan. Uh, conservation for many, many decades now. So that was quite interesting to see um, that also different states in Malaysia have different challenges. Have So it's not just about different species and their challenges, but also like the different states within one country also face different challenges and have different policies and how to overcome all these issues. So we need to work together basically and learn more um, and do this together. And another important meeting, and that is held every IPS Congress that every two years is happening is um, determining who are the 25 most endangered primates in the world for the next two years. And that sounds easy, but it's often a very heated discussions because we have like so many primate species, almost 500 or more. And yeah, I'm bad with numbers, so don't quote me. <laughs> <laughs> so you must imagine that everybody who's there has like their favorite endangered primates. So the, the, the researchers try to get their species on the list because what it means is that they will gather more support for maybe, you know, you can uh, get better chances for funding. You can just do more public um, outreach and education and you can work towards protecting the species maybe just a little bit more efficiently when it is listed on this quite sad uh, top 25 list <laughs> so um yeah so it was that so the next i think will be published in a few weeks when we can see all the 25 species for the next two years but just to mention that last year so from 2021 until 2023 our own malaysian species was listed was the raffles banded langer which is critically endangered with a very small population in the southern peninsula and uh yeah so even Malaysia is not spared from 25 most endangered uh, listings. And that's quite sad, obviously, to see. Yeah. yeah. And so again, so that list hasn't quite, uh, is not quite finalised yet. Is that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. Okay. So once we have that, okay, that'll be interesting. And and again, you know, it's just, like you said, I think what I picked up you saying earlier, is just there's so little research, isn't it, done on uh, many of the primate species. Uh, am I right in saying that? And that's and that's why there's a lot of uh, knowledge gaps and data gaps as well in terms of like finding out what's happening exactly, right? Yes. Okay. All yeah. right. 
Um, and how about, uh, you know, for the rest of you, you know, I mean, because uh, w- there were so many different presentations, right? So many things were discussed. I mean, were there anything that, yeah, that, you know, you thought was most significant in terms of findings, you know, or perhaps some conservation strategies that were discussed that you thought, ah, okay, this is something that here in Malaysia we can also uh, take on. Um, anything at all, you know, um, Jolene and Aini, anything that you wanted to to highlight? All right, maybe I can go next. Sure, Julie. So yeah. uh, I have attended the previous IPS uh, back in Nairobi. It was back in uh, 2018. So th- in comparison between the IPS in Nairobi as well as the IPS in coaching, um, besides the uh, inclusivity as well as a diverse of presentation uh, presented by uh, various delegates from all around the world, one thing that struck me the most is the cooperation of the uh, human dimension work into the uh, topic of the conferences. Like we have uh, ethnography workshop, we have lots of uh, human primate interaction work. Workshop. I think it's really crucial because most of the researchers, right, especially uh, Malaysian re- researchers, young re- researchers, sometimes we lack of the skills in uh, trying to engage with the community on the ground. Yeah, of a uh, various demographic. So such workshop actually uh, very eye opening, even for me as well. Even though I've been doing environmental education and engagement for many many years, that realized that there's still so many skills and uh, techniques that we can utilize on the ground. And he also taught us to be uh, more patient and uh, have more empathy in terms of listening to people because sometimes when you look at uh, wildlife conservation it can be very frustrating when you're trying to find the best of both worlds breezing the gap be- between the, the communities and the scientific data and sometimes uh, you may be very frustrated of the development and the urbanization that happening that uh, threatening the primate species but then such workshop actually uh, very very uh, good in highlighting some of the things that uh, we may miss when we're trying to find out more information from various stakeholders, for example, government, non-government organization. I feel that it's very important for our primatologists, re- researchers in gen- general, in trying to cooperate so- social science as well as uh, understanding towards the ground, grassroots a- effort in order to foster coexistence between uh, humans and uh, non-human primates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the crux of it, isn't it? You know how we how do we incorporate local knowledge into the works into the work that you guys are doing, right? Uh, very, very important because, like, like Nadine said, you don't want to just sort of parachute in, say something, and then you know go away, and then you know there's no sort of longevity or sustainability to those sorts of solutions and and things that are happening, right? Um, for you, Aini, you know anything that you want to highlight? You know that really you know really struck out. You know, really stuck out for you. Um, I um this is actually my 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 third time in ITS. Um, so I would say that being in ITS is always hectic because there are six concurring sessions at the same time. So we have to go chase around the thoughts, chase around the workshop. But I would say that uh, IPS is 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 uh, I said once and I said for uh, or uh, I said again uh, IPS itself is a great opportunity for for me as as uh, early career researchers as students who are just graduated to to see people um, it's an open door for us to collaborate um, and what struck me the most that um, it, um, what just uh, Jolene just mentioned, the workshops, the roundtables that can open up minds, can open up opportunities. Um, so yeah, yeah, I agree with with all the points that have been mentioned. Mm-hmm. And also, we have also um uh, for for this years, I'm proud to say that we have taken the inclusivity, um, diversity, and um, uh, diversity. To the whole, uh, to to the whole level, uh, we provided um the the daycare necessary for people, uh, who attended the congress. We also provide uh various foods for for delegates, 
Um, so yeah, uh, and also we talk about decolonization a lot. So so it's 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 a lot of themes and a lot of um of things to talk in, in IPS. Mm-hmm. And I think you know sometimes a lot of what happens is that you know there's a lot of uh, talking about challenges and uh, those sorts of things, right? So perhaps maybe more negative. Um, but I I do re- remember reading you know from you know your highlights and from your updates, and there were many many updates on your Twitter and you know great coverage, guys, on your social media. Uh, you know positive things that. Uh, researchers and conservationists were highlighting, right? Maybe you want to just uh, relay some of those, you know, like I think it was our own Melvin Kumal, right? Who uh, I think his presentation was very well received as well because people were like, yes, we're talking about success stories. Um, anything like that, guys? Well, there were so many again. Yeah. <laughs> so many. <And laughs> I know. And what's really important to mention is that when when we all come together and discuss challenges, we must always do this in like a positive light of like optimism and how can we solve these challenges and how can we move forward? And I think this is really, really important for primates when we talk about like protected areas and protected area management, because one of the main issues is habitat loss, as Julien has um, rightly mentioned. And so in Malaysia and in any other country, often habitats are not protected and often indigenous communities are not protected that live within these uh, primate habitats. So, yeah, one of the like what what Sarawak in their presentation, what they showed was how to um, how to gazette or how to protect more areas, how to create larger protected areas, specifically also, of course, for the orangutan. But once you have like this, you use this like as an umbrella species and you automatically protect all the other wildlife or even plant species living in these protected areas and the people who live within. So I think Sarawak has done uh, this really great job in like uh, over the decades creating larger and larger protected areas. And I think that's also happening in the peninsula and in Sabah as well. So that the trend is really going towards trying to to make uh, conservation efforts and including the people who also live in these areas, especially indigenous communities and not just uh, to to like have them there but really to work with them and I think that's like not primate related but just one good example from from Malaysia and again what was happening in in any other countries we've heard so far is really involving the indigenous communities in also patrolling efforts in anti-poaching so what's happening in Bulum State Park uh, at the moment with the Menrak is one great example for the tiger but that is happening in many other countries as well for primates specifically so I think that's yeah these are stories that were mentioned and that's really really good to see And um, yeah, and just how the young people, the students who came were, um, it's often like this moment of you being starstruck by this person (laughs) you only know from social media and you know, this is this professor, prestigious, you know, and then all of a sudden this person talks to you and it's just a normal, you know, very nice guy, very normal down to earth person and and it's like for many of the students i think kind of really really nice to see that we are all one community there's no hierarchy in that sense we are all kind of like trying to work together for conservation for primates but like really for their habitats and the people in a larger sense so i think this is what i just gathered from when i met people and when i met with students who met people everybody's like oh my god they are so nice this is so great (laughs) so So i think also the major kind of like emotion going through is is like yes this is super exhausting and um there's so many things happening like what 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 am i even doing here but oh my god it's so amazing everybody's here let's just make this work together so i think that's what really made this conference so so amazing yeah. So some very promising collaborations as well. I'm sure, you know, would have come from all of these meetings uh, because it's not just attending, right? It's the networking, it's the exchange of ideas, it's all of that, right? And that just builds on the work that you guys are doing individually, isn't it? 
Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay. And seeing that other people do very similar things in other countries or with other species. So like you share ideas, you share, but also setbacks and challenges. So mm. other people don't have to do the same mistakes. Correct. And that's, that's really important. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so there was so much, and I mean, there's of course, you know, solutions that were presented, uh, you know, so many things that, you know, you can take. So what happens now, you know, I mean, uh, for, for you guys, you know, with uh, the MPS, right, what happens now that the conference is over? How do you, yeah, I mean, of course you just carry on doing the good work that you're doing, right? But, uh, you know, from the conference, you know, what are some of the things that you guys are going to be incorporating and uh, taking into your work? Yeah, there's one more highlight from the conference is uh, MPS actually organized the uh, roundtable of uh, future of uh, primates in Malaysia. So during the roundtable session, we managed to gather um, lots of uh, Malaysian-based uh, primary researchers. So we also discussed about the challenges, some of the obstacles we have, uh, our personal stories, and some of our ongoing pro projects. Like uh, one of our delegates, Celine uh, Ng, she, she talked about this, uh, which is very... Uh, like a memorable, especially for me. She mentioned that uh, most of the primatologists are working in silos, mm -hmm. yeah, especially in Malaysia. Yeah, so it's very important to connect and to overcome uh, various challenges together. So through the roundtable session later, Aini can elaborate more. So uh, we are able to identify some of the key issues that the uh, young researchers facing. And even uh, for us, uh, where we find it challenging on day-to-day -day basis, talk about research, funding, permit approval, etc, etc, etc. So uh, I think to move forward, uh, we have to really work together in overcoming the obstacles and uh, not work in silos anymore. And uh, Aini can elaborate a little bit more regarding the future plan of MBS. Sure, go for, go mm -hmm. for it, Aini. Um, yeah, it's actually, um, round, uh, I, I just want to elaborate more on the roundtable. Um, so the roundtable was uh, participated by 10 persons uh, from all, I, I can say that uh, most of the areas, not only scientific, we have people working uh, in scientific research projects, we have students, we have uh, ROs like me, we have um, people working in government agencies from the SFCs, uh, we also have people uh, like Jolene working uh, as freelancers. We have Peter Ong from Project Monet and also other people from, from all areas. The whole objective is to connect people in Malaysia who are doing works for primate conservation uh, and uh, primatology itself. So now that we know that we have all the people, uh, even though uh, to acknowledge that, uh, even though that we are small, we are mighty and we have all the resources that, um, and I say uh, once again, um, we must share whatever we want as uh, uh, with with one aim in to conserve primates and all the treasures, especially uh, habitat protection in Malaysia. And also the people who are protecting the primates itself. I think uh, for, for the future of MPS, uh, it's also about expanding the MPS itself uh, to, to include uh, not only me, not only Jolie, not only, not only anything, but also other people who are interested in uh, conservation for primates. And um, not only from the scientific research itself, but uh, you can be a citizen scientist, you can be people working in photography, everyone can contribute towards the primate conservation. So um, that's, uh, I think, uh, one of the points that can be 
one of the key points, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I can add to this as sure. well because I think for for the audience who's listening, I mean, MPS is basically it's a member based organization, so everyone can join as a member. So you don't have to be like a primate researcher. So it's really open for membership, and you can look up our website, which is primatesmalaysia um, dot org. Oh, uh, .com. Oh my God. Not <laughs> no, Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, so, so we have a very broad uh, membership base. But and importantly, I think it's to mention also that really the board and we are all just doing this voluntarily. So there's nobody is paid for doing this. And so we, we came like from this small grassroots or like, you know, small movement or how you want to call it um, in 2015 now to become like a larger organization where we have already um, quite diverse members, also international members. And I mean, we were hosting this huge Congress last, last week. So it shows that we have basically, um, yeah, we have grown and we can be quite proud that we pulled this off, but moving forward, I think, yeah, we need to definitely be like more visible and, and I think many people, although everybody knows like monkeys, many people don't know that they are endangered, that they face challenges and that really everybody can play a part in, in helping to protect them. So this is where MPS comes in. So if you're interested, you can really just look us up, drop us like a message on our website or on Instagram, on Facebook and just say, hi, I want to help. And you can do anything like photography. You can write blogs. You can just share with your friends. So anybody who wants to please come forward and just say hi and we'll be here too. Yeah, to see what we can do together. Wonderful. And of course, you know, I think a lot of people have questions as well, right? So let's just say, you know, uh, macaques, for example, right? You know, they they tend to come into communities and you see uh, people getting very upset, but they're not understanding why macaques are coming and eating their rubbish and all of that. So it goes back to not feeding them, you know, it goes back to the habitat loss. So these are questions that, of course, you can help them understand. And I think um, some of the groups who are part of um, MPS also do sort of like outreach programs as well, isn't it? Like Jolene, you know, you do that to sort of, and all of you actually, I'm sure, do that kind of work so those are things that you know communities and and maybe schools perhaps can also approach you guys uh for yeah Yeah. absolutely we're doing we're doing this already so for yeah different projects like jolene she's um talking about the langas and uh now also including some of the long-term macaque issues in malaysia but also under mps's umbrella is the animal neighbors project which is a very very community outreach based activity project where especially in Slangor, there's yeah. a lot of macaque conflicts. And I don't want to say conflicts, but interactions happening. So um, Animal Neighbors Project come and advise and install these, uh, tr- you know, these latches on the trash bins yeah. that just makes it impossible for monkeys to open the trash. So there's one little problem that can be solved is just by by getting those, you know, bins monkey proof. And yeah, so anything really, sometimes people just drop us a message and ask, what is this monkey? And we we say, oh, this is maybe a white side surili. Have you heard about it? And people go, no, no, I've never seen or heard about this. So it's just, you know, also spreading awareness and, and knowledge about species that might be in your backyard, but you are really not aware that they are there. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So simple things that we can do, you know, because we don't want to see a world where our primates or a Malaysia where our primates are not part of our our ecosystem of our biodiversity. Right? I mean, that would be a terrible, terrible future. So, yes, there mm-hmm. are things that we can do and you guys are there to guide us. So, again, you know, as Nadine said, the website to head to is primatesmalaysia.org. And of course, you guys are very active on social media. So there's Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Did I miss TikTok? Is there a TikTok? 
one? No, 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 no. So that was the thing for volunteers. Anybody listening who's like a brilliant TikToker, you can also contribute to our social media. Yeah, but you guys are doing a fabulous job. So yes, you know, uh, yeah, keep doing the great work that you're doing. Ladies, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. Any any party message or any concluding message that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Anything, ladies? Uh, I would like to quote again one of my favorite quote, uh, Takana Makata Cinta. So, Malaysian, take your time, slow down a bit, look at the monkeys. You may have some uh, misunderstanding thoughts regarding them, but uh, spend some time, maybe try to chat with us, MPS members, and then you realize that how amazing monkeys are and how similar we are in terms of personality traits as well as uh, our home range and our diet, etc. Yeah, we can go on for this forever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about a series after this. Yeah. Uh, Aini or Nadine? Um, okay, uh, first of all, thank you so much, PFM, for having us. Um, this is another opportunity for us to introduce NPS and all the things that we have done. Um, and uh, I'm just going to keep it short. Uh, we are small, but we are mighty. So let's just do it together. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Definitely. Thank you, uh, Aini. And uh, Nadine, any concluding message from you? Um, I yeah, I mean that this is all already so poetic now. I'm just what am what am I gonna do? <laughs> I think in the end let's just wrap up about the Congress, how we started. I think I would just want to thank really all the other organizers who made this happen with us. That wasn't just MPS, obviously, or the three of us. So there's this huge team of people in MPS, as well of course in the International Primatological Society. And uh, I think a huge thanks also goes to the the local uh, Congress organ the the what's that professional congress organizer on on the site which was place borneo and who handled diverse struggles because it was of course i mean it, I it looked easier than it was right so thanks a lot <laughs> to everyone who made this happen and i hope to see you all in the next ips it's in uh, two years it will be in madagascar and I'm looking forward to going there. So whoever's interested, check out the IPS website as well. Thank you. Oh, and thank you so much, all of you. And, you know, for me, um, my, my nephews and nieces just, uh, you know, visited from England and they were so excited because they don't see primates right there. You know, it's like they were like, wow, right in your backyard, you've got macaques. How lucky you guys are. How lucky we yeah. Malaysians are. So, you know, appreciate, get to know our primates and, you know, find ways to protect them. Again, my thanks to all three of my guests. I was speaking to Dr. Aini Hassana Binti Abdul Mutalib. President of the Malaysian Primatological Society, or MPS, uh, a research officer at the Institute of Tropical Biodiversity and Sustainable Development at University of Malaysia Trengganu. I was also speaking to Dr. Nadine Rupert, the Vice President of MPS and a Senior Lecturer at the School of Biological Sciences at University Science Malaysia, and also Dr. Yap Jolene, the Assistant Secretary General of MPS and the Head of the Langer Project in Penang. We were talking about the joint meeting of the International Primatological Society and the Malaysian Primatological Society, uh, which just happened last month. Again, uh, do head to the website for more information. That's primatesmalaysia.org. But if you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash earth. You can also find it on the BFM app. This has been Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.